Praise God. Praise God. It was great to see everyone today. And for those of you who are joining us online, it's great to see you. And uh, for those of you online, I have my towel, so I'm going to wipe my head, and you don't get a glare on your screen. So, so but praise God. Today, um, I want to talk about the title of the message is called Move of God, move of God. And the title came to me after youth camp. We had an amazing time at youth camp, and I will share a bit about youth camp with you uh, later. But, you know, God brought this after youth camp, and the scripture that he gave me to go over is from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 6. So Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 6, and it reads, I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. The former treaties I have made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after that the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible true proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Amen. So here in verse 6, we see the disciples just, they're, they're, they're together and they, they ask Jesus this question. Well, is, is this the time that you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And based on everything that they've seen through their time, their walk with Jesus, it is a legitimate question. You know, because at that time, Israel was under Roman rule. And, and Jews who believed that the Messiah would be coming from the lineage of David held on to Scripture, held on to the Old Testament. And, and what they said about the Messiah, for instance, in Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6, it reads, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper. And shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord of righteousness. So the Jews holding on to scripture and, and believing scripture that is true um, and were looking forward to this Messiah and his apostles. They were Jews. And so now Jesus, who they saw heal the sick, Jesus, who they saw raise the dead, Jesus, who they saw feed thousands, they, 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 they 
felt that Jesus, he is this Messiah who is coming to deliver us because they were still under Roman rule. So they felt that this Messiah, this king had to come and he was going to, he was going to, um, he was going to deliver them from the hands of the Roman rule in order to bring their kingdom about. So they were looking for an earthly king, an earthly Messiah. And so that question from, from the, his disciples was legitimate. They were looking for a move of God. They're like, is this the time that God is now going to move in our lives? Everything that we've seen, is this the time that God is going to move? And some of us have the same question today. We look at the times and we see the wars and the rumors of wars and, and we see um, all the atrocities that are happening in the world. And we're like, is this the time that God is going to move? God, we need a revival. We, we, need, we, need, to, we need people to pray and bring a revival. We need to see your presence around the world and, and, and to defeat this wickedness. Is this the time that the move of God is going to happen? We pray this. I've prayed this. But if we look at Acts 1, verses 7 and 8, this is Jesus' response to his disciples. He said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his power. Verse 8, but you shall receive power of the Holy Ghost. After, the Holy, after that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. What God was saying, what Jesus was saying is that instead of waiting for the move of God, I have prepared you to be the move of God. See, they were given the power uh, through the Holy Ghost. And, and Jesus said, you're going to go to Jerusalem. You're going to go to Judea. You're going to go to all the, all the uttermost parts of the earth. I am going to sing you in my power. I'm going to sing you in my name. And you're going to declare the truth of the gospel. You are going to be the move of God. And that's the same thing we're being told today. We don't have to sit and wait and, and fall on the knees and saying, God, we need a revival when he has given us the same Holy Ghost to go out and come together as a community and pray and bring that revival to this land. He has called us to be the move. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before man. Let your light, think about that. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Your good works. The light of Jesus, because Jesus said in John 8, 12, he is the light of the world, dwells in every single believer. And the works that we do in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, continuing that scripture, it will cause people to glorify our Father in heaven. 
We are the move of God upon this land. We, 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 we are the move, so let us move in the direction that he wants us to go. We, we, we need to go and help the people that he wants us to help. We need to shine our light so people can see the love and the light of God in this darkened world. So the lost can be found. So the people won't stumble over sin. So they can find their way to Jesus. But we get comfortable in these pews. We, we get very comfortable in this air-conditioned building. And so we tell people to come. Come here. That's not a problem. But Scripture says that we are to go just as God clothed himself in flesh, left his heavenly throne to meet us here in our sin on earth, to fill us with the Holy Spirit, to love us before we knew what love was. Just as he met us, we are to go and meet people on the streets. We are to go and meet the prostitutes. We are to go and meet the drug addicts. We are to go and meet the, 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 the wine bearer. We are to go and meet the people outside of these four walls and let them know that there is a God who has delivered me from my sins. There is a God who has delivered me from my addictions. There is a God who loved me past my fault and he can love you too. We are to be that move. See, and we have to understand that and I understand. I understand many of us and I was the same way. Many of us are afraid to go out because we feel that we have to have everything together. We, we, we have to know theology. We have to study apologetics. And, and we need to know the scripture back and forth. And we need to know all this stuff. But what we forget is that when Jesus sent his disciples out, he said, don't go with any money. Don't go with the script. He was letting them know that you already have all that you need. We already have all that we need. And the Holy Spirit dwelling inside each and every one of us. And the Holy Spirit will use whatever we have gone through. You see, our life, see, we look at the things in our life. We look at our past and look at our struggles and look at our disappointments and, and the people that hurt us and the people that betrayed us. And then we get frustrated. We get angry. We're like, God, why do we have to go through this? But we don't understand that God, through that time, was preparing us for the move for so we can go out and reach the people who are struggling with the the same addictions that he delivered us from. Our old life is now a testimony. So the move of God is with the people here. The move of God is God using you to get out of this building and to reach people with love. You can't do anything without love. Because scripture says that 
And I'm paraphrasing that I can speak. Paul said that I can speak with the tongues of angels and, and man. But if I don't have love, I just sound like a loud noise. Said I can do all these things. I can sacrifice. He even said to the point that where I can sacrifice my body to burnings. Meaning that you can sacrifice your body, yourself for someone else. But if you do it without love, it means nothing. You just got burnt. And we don't have to have these fancy lights. We don't, we don't have to have the great sound system. We don't have to have this immaculate building just to go and reach people in their mess because the enemy has them bound. And he is not going to let them come through those doors sometimes. We have to go get them and speak the truth of Jesus in their heart and allow God to break the chains and deliver them so they can be here with us. We are the move of God. You see, we, we can't wait for it to come. We can't wait and look up at the clouds and see if the clouds are going to part. We can't wait to go to Lake Ontario to see if it's going to rise up and people can walk across on dry ground. We are the move of God that God is sending out because there are people who are sitting around ready to commit suicide right this second. We, we can't wait for the best looking suit to come in or we can't wait for all that makeup to go on our face and we can go out in our Sunday best because Monday through Saturday people are dying without Jesus. We need to be that move of God to go out and show the love and say, God will deliver you. We're here. And sometimes it's not going to happen on the first try. Sometimes it's not going to happen on the second or third and fourth. But when you're sitting with someone and let them know that I am going to bear your burden. I am here with you. You are not going to go through this alone. It will open their eyes that to show them that God has loved them and we are a witness unto that love. The time is now. The time is drawing near. We have to go out and fulfill that great commission to go out and teach and preach the gospel. To go out and make disciples of Christ. Jesus said that people will know that you're my disciples if you show love to one another. We have to go out and be that example to give them hope because people are afraid. Because of this pandemic, people were even afraid to even walk out their very door. We need to go and show people that there is someone who still cares. said I was going to talk about youth camp. And this shows, to me, this shows the love of God. On the Friday of the youth camp, many of the leaders and the pastors were called to pray over this individual. And as we were praying, it was about 20 or 30 of us. I was about three feet from the individual. My eyes were closed and we're so good around the individual. And I felt the circle shift towards me. 
and I said, this person is manifesting. For people who don't know what the word, when we say manifesting, it means that there are demonic spirits that were in that individual who are now angry, and they're showing that they're angry. And so, the person is now on the floor convulsing and screaming and, and saying foul things, and, and we were holding on to the person, and, and everyone just started to scatter, and it was just a few of us left. And the person, the spirits that were coming out were calling, saying, I'm this and I'm that and I'm pride and I'm death. And the person was afraid. And God put in my spirit to say, speak scripture. Speak the word of God to this person to ensure the person that what they're going through is not because I hate them, but because I love them. I want to set them free. It was a four hour deliverance. But the move of God was there through his people. And at the same time, there was another individual who gave their life to Jesus. So even in what people saw was a chaotic mess, someone gave their life to Christ. But at the same time, someone was delivered from their oppression, from the demonic stronghold. And that's why it's important for us to be the move. It's important for us to go to where they are because there's many people who aren't that lucky. To have people around them praying for them. In Matthew 28, 19 to 20. The Great Commission. Many of us know this. It reads. Go therefore. And make disciples of all nations. Go. It didn't say stay and call. It didn't say text and have them come. It said, go. Get out of your seat. Get out of your your, your comfortable spot and go. And make disciples. Not just telling them about Jesus and letting them sing and say a prayer one time, but it's sitting with them and and teaching them how to walk this walk and and being there with them when they have hard times and answering questions and, and, and just showing them through example how to be a Christian. Go and therefore make disciples of all nations, all nations all nationalities, all ethnicities. Go. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe that all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. We are to go. We are that move of God. We are the ones who are sent to reach the hurt, to reach the loss, to be that light. And to tell them 
about Jesus. In Romans 10 and 9, uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 to 15, it reads, Because of you, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes. With the heart. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. A lot of people feel that they, Jesus won't accept them, that Jesus won't love them because of where they've been or where they came from. But scripture just says the only thing you have to do is confess with your mouth. And this is why we have to go out and teach them. The, the, the salvation isn't difficult. We, we don't have to put, uh, we don't have to say that, you know, you have to do all these prayers and, and splash all this water on your face and run around a building 10 times and then maybe God can hear you. No, scripture is simple. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead dead and you will be saved for with your heart for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved for the scripture says everyone not just the pastor not just the lay people everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here's the main part, verses 14. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him who they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? To be the move of God. We are to move. We are to go. And to reach the people so they can confess and believe in the Lord Jesus. So they too can be saved. And so they can come into the body of Christ with us. And have their name written in the Lamb's book of life. God has given us a testimony. He has given us gifts and abilities. Not to glorify the works of our hands. But to give him glory. So people can see him. And people can know his love. Because many people are hurting because they don't know love love a lot of people do what they do because they're looking for love but scripture says God is love so let's show them God so we have to go and I'm closing with this God did not call us just to sit here in the pews. He, he did not equip us to glorify ourselves. He did not save us, but he called us. He edified us to be his move. So let us go and be that move of God.
to reach the hurting, whether it's in our household, whether it's at our jobs, or just people out on the street. But we need to be more active. I'm going to say this one thing. This is just a side note, just popped in my head. Our children are being indoctrinated by Satan. There is this video game out called The Cult of the Lamb. The number one game. The number one game. And this is where Scripture says my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge because if you actually look at the game, there is nothing but satanic symbols within the game. There are pentagrams all over the place. There's, there's, there's occult activities because you have to sacrifice to, to the God. And, and, and the, their God in the game is called the one who waits. And what you're trying to do is convert everyone. This is a video game, a kid's game. And they have little nice and fluffy animals and bunnies and lambs and all these smiling. It looks beautiful. But what you have to do is now you have to convert everyone to your God. And then anyone who doesn't believe in your God, you sacrifice them, you kill them. This is a video game. But if we truly become that move of God and start teaching people the truth and start showing people what scripture says and and start letting them know about the tactics of the enemy, when they see something like this, they will know to stay away from it. So it's time for us to stop being comfortable. And be who God called us to be. We, we, we sang a song. Available. Available. Are we going to make ourselves available for God to use us for his glory? We are the move of God. Let us pray. But God of Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And we just pray that you use us. We just pray that you just give us the boldness to go on and speak your truth and not allow fear to hold us down because you said that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of of love and of a sound mind. Let us know your word and teach your word and show people your love to truly be your move. We don't need anything else, but we just need you, Jesus. Give me Jesus. We thank you. We honor you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, the worship team is going to come back up. And I I encourage you just to come to the front and just close your eyes and just worship God for those who are able to come. And when we say come to the front, it's not so much that God only is here at the front. But when you step out and you come to the altar, you're, you're, you're stepping out in faith. 
that God is going to move in your life so he can use you to be a move on this earth. So for those of you who are able to, I encourage you just to come to the altar as the worship team comes.